Together Vegans, Episode 2. But what do vegans eat? We discuss what we eat in an average week and why. Welcome to the Together Vegans podcast. With your hosts, Phil and Lisa Marie Olsen. Sharing an honest account of our journey into veganism and plant-based life. We're often asked, but what do vegans eat? And my blanket response is to say, food. Well, we thought we'd share in more detail what we eat in a week from quite a high level. We'll go into more detail shortly, but our food includes fruit, vegetables, quinoa, legumes, pasta, breads, seeded breads, plant protein sources such as beans, lentils, soy foods, nuts and seeds, along with plant milks, yogurts and vegan cheese. What we've learned over the last five years of being vegan is it's very important to have a healthy, balanced diet. And for vegans, that means making sure you have enough protein, healthy fats, calcium, vitamin B12 and iodine. And some of these nutrients need to be supplemented, such as B12, or acquired from fortified plant milks. We found personally that we needed to supplement our B12. Some nutritionists and doctors believe that non-vegan diets also require B12 supplementation. Now, if you think that this is the case for you, then please seek professional medical advice or seek advice from a qualified nutritionist. Yeah, so one of the things I found with B12 was I was waking up most mornings feeling like I'd got a hangover. Not extreme deficiency. So some of the symptoms of deficiency of B12 are things like ulcers, pins and needles, disturbed vision, irritability, even depression, things like memory and that sort of thing. But I was feeling not particularly great. I got some B12 supplement, started taking them and within 24 hours, I was feeling much better. So it's it's very important to get regular checkups with the doctor just to make sure that you're covering all your bases. Yeah, that's great advice. So we recently learned more about the importance of protein in your diet. It's very important for repair and body maintenance, helps with digestion, energy and your immunity as well. And some of the big protein sources for vegans are things like lentils, beans, peas, nutritional yeast, quinoa and tofu. And tofu is a very good source of protein and calcium. It is. And whilst we're on the topic of protein, I thought I'd share my thoughts on the fact that I believe that I had a a huge lack of protein on my non-vegan diet. And I think this is because I was very, very conscious of my family history, the links between dairy and meat, high cholesterol, certain cancers within our family that I just didn't enjoy a lot of meat and certainly made sure that I reduced my dairy intake quite significantly. So from a nutrient point of view, I'm not entirely sure I was getting enough vitamin D, calcium and protein. So I think that's very important to sort of make that distinction. And so by being on a vegan diet, we've become very focused on protein and making sure we get the right amount of protein within our diet. Yeah, and it's one of those things that non-vegans always say, oh, how are you getting your protein? You know, you're vegan, how are you getting your protein? And by eating a balanced diet, you will get plenty of it. And it's taken us a while, but we've finally embraced tofu. 
we didn't get on with it straight away, did we? No, we didn't at all. I found it very, very difficult to get on with. And I don't know whether that's because there are lots of different types of tofu out there and each need to be prepped in a different way and some of the tofu needs to be pressed and some of it's quite dense. And we tried lots and lots of different things and lots of different recipes and we tried prepping it in a different way. But for some reason, it just wasn't hitting the mark. We're not sure why. We're not sure what we were doing wrong with it, to be honest. However, that said, our viewpoint on tofu changed massively when we discovered a vegetable tofu from the Chinese supermarket. Now, since then, our tofu intake has increased, thus our protein has increased and it's completely revolutionised our viewpoint on tofu. We still use the firm tofu for things like vegan scrambled egg, which is fantastic. And we use silken tofu for things like some pasta dishes and for some sauces. But that vegetable tofu is fantastic. What we tend to do is we'll cube it, douse it in some corn flour and then lightly fry it and it really puffs up. So almost like oriental tofu that you'd find in the Chinese meal from a Chinese takeaway. And then we'll add it to things like Buddha bowls. We'll add it to sweet and sour. It's fantastic. Chinese supermarkets are a really good source of vegan alternative foods. So I love the soy chicken pieces that they make. Again, they come frozen, very quick to lightly fry. And one of our favorite Indian restaurants uses it instead of the sort of standard vegan curries, which usually just have potatoes and onions and different veg in. They actually use those soy chicken pieces in there. But we can cover takeaway foods and eating out another time. But in those butter bowls, we'll, you know, we'll add quinoa. Again, quinoa is a great source of protein. And I'll cook it with a stock cube to different flavoured stock cubes just to give it a different flavour with some roast veg and tamari and sea salt for getting that iodine. And the great thing about the butter bowls is that you can really vary them up. And so it's a great dish for using up all of those leftover bits and bobs that you've got in the fridge that may otherwise just be thrown away. Moving on to breakfasts. So for me in the morning, I like a smoothie. I have a couple of portions of fruit and then I'll add things like avocado, lettuce, cucumber, spinach, a whole mixed bag of things. But most importantly, I'll add the plant milk, the plant milk fortified with those all important minerals and calcium and vitamin D. So that's really important. Phil loves a bowl of porridge, don't you? Yeah, so I'll I'll have porridge again using fortified milk. And I'll add a teaspoon of uh, peanut butter in there, some banana or berries, sprinkle over some chia seeds or some sunflower seeds or mixed seeds and nuts. And that sets me up for the day. It does. And of course, porridge is slow release, so it gives you good energy throughout the morning. Moving on to our lunches, we're very fortunate that we both work from home. So it's really great that we can have a proper home cooked or healthy meal prepared at home. Now I'm a big one for batch cooking. I love to batch cook, particularly soups. So again, using anything that we've got left over in the fridge, 
So that could be roasted pepper and carrot soup. I sometimes put aubergines in the soup, cauliflower, broccoli, peas, spinach, you know, whatever we've got left over in the fridge goes into these soups and it's just full of nutrient goodness. Now, these are homemade soups. They're not processed. We add a stock cube just for a little bit of seasoning, a little bit of sea salt and a little bit of black pepper. And that is it. We don't overcomplicate it. Now, if we're not having soup because it's a little bit warm, then we'll have either a salad or a sandwich and a sandwich could comprise of, for me, I love avocado and tomato as a filling. You quite like the soy pieces, don't you? The soy meats. Yeah. So I'll have the corn slices or or some of the other slices with just jammed full of, of lettuce or spinach, a bit of vegan mayo. I do try to cut down on the amount of bread I have as well. Yeah. And the bread that you do have tends to be seeded and again, a nutrient rich. So, Phil, tell us what other meals do we like that we prepare within a week? So aside from the butter bowls, and with the butter bowls, we'll make up a tamari and peanut butter sauce just to spread over it, avocado, plenty of nuts and seeds, sweet potato, that sort of thing. We also enjoy mushrooms in a cashew sauce, so spread over sweet potato and some dark greens. We try to make sure that we have dark greens with every meal, just keep that nice and, and healthy. Can't beat a homemade bolognese. We use pea protein mince on some corn pasta, lots and lots of mushrooms, cider broccoli and the sprinkling of vegan parmesan. Ratatouille. We've got a great ratatouille recipe that we'll share with you one day with some jacket potatoes and, again, some great vegan cheese. Get that calcium in. Plenty of lentils in curries. And we do enjoy a good tofu, sweet and sour, using that vegetable tofu, plenty of Chinese veg, pak choy, maybe some brown rice or basmati rice with some tamari, making sure we get that iodine again. Absolutely. And, you know, talking of that sweet and sour, that sweet and sour tofu is absolutely to die for. It was a complete game changer for us. And we were introduced to that by our friends, our vegan friends, Joe and Mike, weren't we? And they'd cooked that for us one evening. And oh my goodness, it was just so delicious and so quick and easy. So if you're short on time and you want to get that nutrient protein rich dish, then go for this. It's absolutely fantastic. It's one of those things that we don't have very often. The sauce is processed. It's a ready-made sauce that we get from the Chinese supermarket, but it is absolutely fantastic. Really, really good. It is. And on that point, we just want to point out that 90% of our food is cooked from scratch throughout the week. And there's a lot of prepping and planning, meal planning, and a lot of batch cooking. So that is food that's cooked from scratch that isn't processed. However, we're not saints by any stretch of the imagination and we do love a good comfort food dish on the weekends. What we try and do is we try and be supercharged nutritionally wise throughout the week and then on the weekend, on a Saturday, then that's when we'll have our comfort food. So that might be something like vegan sausage and mash with a side of veg and lashings of vegan gravy. It could be a cottage pie. It could be chips and a burger, or it could be vegan pizza. 
And occasionally we will allow ourselves a vegan cooked breakfast as well. So lots, lots of variation on comfort dishes, but it is usually only once or twice a week that we, we indulge in our favorite vegan versions of our comfort food, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes life just means that you do have to have processed stuff because you need something quick. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just trying to make sure that you can reduce that as much as possible and stick to those whole foods and raw foods where you can. And talking of treats, we enjoy our snacks. So those can be from lentil, hummus or quinoa crisps. There's quite a few of those in British supermarkets at the moment. The protein lentil cakes, they're fantastic. We'll sometimes buy ready-made hummus and dips, but quite often we'll make our own for those chips or for cucumber or carrot. And very occasionally we'll enjoy vegan ice cream. Yes, very occasionally. My favourite has to be the salted caramel. Morrison's do a fantastic salted caramel that is just to die for. And actually, some of the vegan ice creams are so good these days that even my dad, who's a non-vegan, we happened to be staying with them one weekend and we took our own ice cream, didn't we, for dessert and forgot to bring it back. And he absolutely polished it off and said it was absolutely beautiful so that proof is in the pudding you know it speaks for itself well we hope this quick podcast has been helpful what do you the listener eat whether it's a vegan or plant-based meal if you're not vegan please let us know and please join us next time when we'll be sharing our most favorite vegan brands and why hope you'll join us next time on Together Vegans. And you can find out more at our website, togethervegans.co.uk, or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, goodbye. Bye.